0: You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org podcasts.
1: Swimming in the rain, lightning purple sky. No on. On summer, this is Amanda Rasco
0: Mayo, and I am here at the Riviera in Chicago with Roberto Carlos Lang, who performs ambitious yet accessible music under the moniker Halado Negro. Hi. The first time I saw you live was shortly after I moved to Chicago in 2014. Uh, you performed at an art gallery at Mana Contemporary. There were what I can only describe as tinsel people. Tinsel uh,
1: mammals.
0: Yes. I, le- I later learned that.
1: They're called tinsel mammals.
0: Thank you. <laughs> and something about the like the lo-fi but impactful visual really lit me up. You're kind of moving away from that specific performance on this tour, though, right?
1: Correct. Yeah, I, we did that for five years, and um, it's part of the music as well. There's like a response to music performance and everything, and the, this new record has a new feeling, visual feeling for me, and so the, that feeling wasn't necessarily um, correlating with the Tinsel Mammals. It, there, there's been an exploration of them that I feel is pretty deep and now they have their own solo band and they're in their own solo world and they got their there's something else happening with them that that's going to be equally as just as exciting but it's not going to be in tandem with like a touring show
0: i have to ask about that because aren't they don't you pick the people to perform with you as like fans or people in the cities you perform with
1: i did yeah the first couple of years it was like that and then i got a few commissions from like the pam museum the kitchen um the cac in cincinnati and a few other museums where then i started working with dance companies and we started developing more focused choreography and then I got spoiled working with dancers and so then I sought out just finding dancers professional dancers and and it was great that worked out in a whole new way where it expanded my mind with dance and community
0: what is the new sort of visual thing like what can people expect when they see you on tour now then
1: the new music it's just got a different aesthetic and so i'm working with um two musicians on tour currently a woman by the name angela morris she's a composer she plays violin and saxophone she has um, a few different projects she has one called rally day and her that's like kind of her own compositional work that was on gold bolus and um she curates a lot of like shows there's a series she does in new york called brackish and she plays in lots of, she's an improviser, kind of like in the improviser world. And, and then also Nathaniel Morgan is a saxophonist and an improviser, and also is a recording engineer, mixes a lot of records as well. So they're both on the road with that.
0: I do want to spend some time talking about how you effortlessly use language and sound to express the representation of your own identity. Um, for example, there's a lot of play on pluralist sensibilities through lyrics in English, Spanish, and Spanglish. So can you talk more about this like, expression of identity and how you integrate it into your musical practice?
1: I think the integration aspect is the natural part. It's the thing that I think the least about. I think when it becomes articulated in, in music it becomes sometimes like abstract or it also becomes very surreal in some respects and I and I know songs like Young Latin and Proud or It's My Brown Skin have this very um, specific title and I think titles can be so deceiving because the, the lyrics and the content really still circle a lot of the things I've always spoken or sang about and it's really interesting it's almost a bizarre social experiment how titles can be so poignant but the content can still be so um, amorphous. And I and I dig that. I like that. I do talk about how, in previous records and in this record, how there's not a need. I feel like people want to feel this or, or know like all the feelings or all the things that are inside these lyrics and the music. But I think you got to keep some for yourself when you're making this stuff and when you're sharing it. And interpretation is kind of the best part of making work. You're the fly on the wall, seeing what people are doing and saying or feeling. And I like that way more than having the need to explain, like, every crook and cranny of what the art is. And I think that just removes so much of the magic.
0: I agree. I guess I mostly just ask because in a lot of ways, you really, like, paved the way for a big section of the Latinx pop music scene in the U.S.
1: I'll answer that. And I don't know what you were thinking, but I think it's not something that I'm conscious of. And I know the work that I've done. I think the most important thing about folks who do identify as Latinx, the most important thing is that they're doing the thing that they want to do by... Identifying themselves the way they want to in their own expression. And I think that is the most important thing. And I think, in terms of literal work, like either touring or or whatever kind of work that I've done in the past, I mean, I know there's moments where I've like played shows at venues and people are like, oh, whoa, there's, you know, it's actually happened to me. I remember one time I played at the Empty Bottle and someone's like, man, this is maybe the most, you know, for lack of a better word, I'm sure for the person. They said something like diverse crowd, you know, and I I think what they meant was like the most brown people they had seen in this place, you know, and it wasn't a comment to me. It was comment to a friend of mine who was playing with me that he had told me he had heard. And I was like, okay. And I think that's kind of like the greatest thing. And it's also like the thing that I've noticed that promoters are like, oh, we should really be getting these bands in town, you know, or whatever these people bring out communities that have nothing to do with our circle of our world or bubble you know and I think I, I encounter that every day and I have to be cautious about like how I view the gaze you know and there's a gaze that that exists and it, it exists here where I'm at today at the Riviera and every other venue you know what I mean there's like a, a level of all this stuff that I have to deal with and we all kind of deal with
0: I guess I was thinking about it more in terms of like you know, you're creating that space for people to really take risks and do what they want to do with their music.
1: Yeah, I guess for me, it it all came out of necessity because that's the only way I could find what I do. And I think if you see it, I think that's cool. I don't see it necessarily because I I think my um, perspective is like in my own world and I don't personally, as a fan of other people, I don't know that I can project like, be like, oh, I'm doing this for you. You know, I don't know that that's like how I feel about it at all. Yeah. But I do feel like, I see it with my immediate friends, with the people that I care, that are in in somewhat of like a spiritual musical family. That we have a conversation, and the beautiful part about that conversation is that we're not making the same music, we're not doing the same things, but we all have the same conversation about um, our representation and what how other people talk about us.
0: Well, changing topics. Um, so you were just named United States of Artists Fellow for 2019, in addition to being awarded a grant from Foundation for Contemporary Arts, which is a huge deal. So I just want to congratulate you on that. Thank you. So I know that art has art and performance have also just, like, always been a part of what you do with your music as well. So I think it's really great that they're honoring you for that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I feel I feel honored. <laughs>
0: <laughs> has that always just been, like because you you have an art degree, right?
1: Yeah, I went I went to school for um computer art, meaning like animation and visual work with computers. And I I've always consistently done that and I've worked with different people doing sculptures and sound sculptures and performance and and however I can find it to integrate it with my own work, just like the Tinsel Mammals, which is a collaboration with my wife Christy Sword. Just these different things, I think um it's something that I'm interested in.
0: You did just participate in Pitchfork's Midwinter, which happened at the Art Institute of Chicago, and you created a sound piece called Me, Universe, and You, which is all one word, Field Recordings A., Which was installed in the American folk art gallery. Were you given the option to choose the space that you wanted to respond to?
1: I might remember this wrong. I believe they gave me a couple of choices and I chose that one and it was just like a either like a broad response or like talk about a piece or respond to a piece. And I and I kinda chose this environmental abstract impressionistic idea of like making us some kind of fantasy world where all of these objects and paintings and and sculptures and art have a conversation in their own language that were kind of like somehow through the sound, ears stuff into like an alternate dimension that could hear that only in that moment in that instant how do you
0: feel about how it turned out
1: i i love the piece and I, I think it's always fun i i really love making these long format pieces which is like it was like a 20 minute piece i'm hoping we can kind of share it in a public way
0: all right i've got one last question for you is the helado negro hotline still alive
1: it is i think people call it here and there and i think it's really sweet there's things on there that that are funny and weird
0: can you explain what it is
1: I have, like, multiple exercises of of tapping into creative processes for myself to kind of, like, jog different memories or muscle memories. And one of them was that, was creating this hotline, telling people to call and just leave sounds. And it was wonderful. There was moments where, like, I would just hear people listening to things and send, sharing it. And it was cool. There's, you know, and then people send poems and people... Uh, play an instrument. It was cool.
0: What's the number if our listeners want to call?
1: I don't know it off the top of my head, but if you go to my SoundCloud page, I think it's on there.
0: Yeah, it is. Okay. I'll, I'll put it in the little description so people can find it on our website. Oh, cool. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so much for uh, sitting and chatting with me.
1: Thank you. The, the name of my new record yes. is called This Is How You Smile, and it's coming out on Revenge International.
0: Brilliant. Great, hey, well this has been Amanda Rasco Mayo at the Riviera with Roberto Carlos Lang of Helado Negro. Hey. Me, me, please, won't
1: please blush now? They can't know. Life long history shows that brown.
0: Like what you heard, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Chirp Radio. Hear what's next.